Curling down the lane. McSorley in the end zone. Bunker touchdown. Tennessee at the buzzer. He got it. A three-pointer to win. Dodge the eye of this national championship win. Blocked. Lions scoop it up. Brad Haley will score. Watford for the win. Yes. Hello, everybody, and Happy New Year. Welcome back for our second episode of the Former Ball Boys. Um, we're going to start off with our 21-6 and record leader um, from picks at a big 56.8%, Cam Lightgib. Hey, guys. Uh, 16. 21-16. 16. 21-16. Seem a lot better. 21-16, go. Winning record, leading us. Um, good to be here. Happy New Year and uh, Merry Christmas to you, everyone. Thanks for being back. And then my name is Cole Fresher. I'm 23 and 18 right now, 56.1%. Hope everybody had a happy holidays and kicking off 2020 correct. And now last, we're going to go to Zach Lightgib at 21 and 18, 53.8%. Based on that, Cole, you had two more picks than me. So if I would have made picks yesterday, everybody, I'd definitely be way higher than that. So don't, don't believe what these guys say at all. But, yeah, what's up, Brady? Glad to be back. Um, let's get some picks in, talk some games, and uh, look forward to the rest of the college football playoffs, which is uh, just two teams left. Pretty exciting. Oh, yeah, Zach, you definitely had all winners yesterday. I never, well, never doubted it. <laughs> uh, so today's podcast, we're going to do a voicemail. We're going to recap the New Year's Six games. We're going to quick fire through the games after January 2nd. We're going to preview the Indiana-Tennessee game because we are recording before it. And then we're going to do a preview of the national championship game between the LSU Tigers and the Clemson Tigers battle for Death Valley. When does Ohio State play next, Cole? Uh, <laughs> they play Bowling Green. The first weekend of September. Give me bowling. Are we bowling green? Give me bowling green in the points. The money line. It's over. Who's Penn State got next? Doesn't matter. They ended their season on a win. That's all. That's all I know. That's true. All righty. So we got a voicemail from our last episode. Blowing up, boys. Blowing up. From our buddy James Hollett. Yes, thank you, for the, thank you for the voicemail. It was about um, James Wiseman at Minnesota, or Memphis pardon, and how he decided to just leave Memphis after he got suspended for taking money from, or his family took money from Penny Hardaway to move. Um, and then he got suspended for it. Uh, so he decided... I'm just going to go to the NBA. I'm going to go start working out, get prepared for the NBA. I'm a top uh, prospect in the draft. Um, other people have also not gone to college. Uh, RJ Hampton and LaMelo Ball are the two most recent um, with the one-and-done rule. So what do you guys think of the one-and-done rule and how it's progressing? And even if you think um, player likeness in a couple of years is going to affect this at all? Uh, I think, I don't know, I- the fact that they wanted him to pay money for getting money 
it's kind of ridiculous. I don't really blame James Weissman here. I really don't. The NCAA is a messed up organization, but uh, that's a time for that's a, another time and place for all that. But I totally get it. I think the fact that him and Lonzo are supposed to be top five picks and Hampton's supposed to be a first round pick as well. This shows the potential out there, and a lot of kids these days don't want to go to college. Like, if you're going to go to college for one year, why would you want to try hard in school for that one year and make sure you have to pass your classes to be eligible to play anyway? If you're good enough to go, there's a lot of different routes you can take, too, and it's been going on for a while. Brandon Jennings was the big one I could think of that happened in the past before once they implemented that role. Um, I think it'll happen more and more as we go on, um, unless the NCAA fixes a lot of their issues, which I don't think is going to happen. I do believe that Adam Silver is going to get rid of the one and done and guys will be able to go to high school. I think it's worse for the NBA, though, long-term-wise for that because a lot of these guys you draft, you don't know their potential against legit players. In high school, you're playing against kids at, I don't know, Whiteland High School in Indiana, like a, kind of a joke anywhere you're playing. So you don't get a real, a real team to play against. So that's going to hurt the NBA long-term, but you always get guys like Kobe or you get Kwame Brown. So... There's a lot of issues in that, too, but um, I think NBA would rather have that risk and the players would rather do that as well than have to waste a year in college. Uh, Cole, what does your boy uh, Cardell say in college? What was, his, what was his famous tweet? Oh, it was to paraphrase. Oh, I, 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 didn't, I got it. I didn't go to school for – I didn't come here for school. I came here for football. I no, no, it's better. School. It's better. I didn't, what do you say? I didn't come here to play school. Oh, I didn't come here to play school. I didn't play football. I didn't play school. I got it. I got it. Got it. Uh, Why yeah. should we have to go to class if we came here to play football? We ain't come to play school. Classes are pointless. <laughs> I think that's a lot of kids' views these days. If you're good enough to play the next level, I think I'm all for James Wiseman's move. And the NCAA is a little sketchy. So if you can make your money, make your money. Life's short. Yeah, Ben Simmons just decided not to show up to class for his yeah. entire year. So he could do whatever you want, I guess. It wasn't he ineligible for a while for playing too, so Yeah, yeah but look well, at him now. Yeah, yeah. he's got a ton of money. I feel the same way. Selfishly though, I wish they'd had to go play in college. Uh it makes much madness a lot more fun. Um makes teams that don't have a lot of great players and they have one star player have a chance in March Madness just took a John Morant those aren't the kids really leaving early though John Morant wasn't going to be able to get drafted out of high school Georgia that kid right wasn't now. on the radar like that that's Georgia. why he went to such a small school yeah Georgia's a, a better example Edwards is carrying small school guys school, but I mean in general like, like a yeah that's true yeah. I don't know I just think uh, I'd rather watch these great players at least one year in college than just having them skip to the NBA Oh, I'm with you. I like watching. I like college basketball way more than NBA. So, in terms of my selfishness, watching the games, go play college for sure. But I totally understand. You got money involved. You're gonna want to go take it. Great question. Uh, okay. I'd, I'd go take money. Yeah, but that was a great question. You uh, get hurt, you're screwed. So, yeah, I know you, that feeling. Do you guys think that? <laughs> do you think that with player likeness, somebody like James Wiseman, when he comes in in a few years? Um, where he could sign like an Adidas deal, for example, or a Nike deal right when he steps on campus. Do you think that would, if he's like, I'll just serve the 12 games um, and play, or you think that's still going to be like, I'm done? Or you think, think people are still going to go the Lamella ball or the RJ Hampton route and go play professional somewhere else? Until we see how these contracts work at the college level, you definitely still take that route and go play somewhere else, go to the NBA. Because your ultimate goal is going to the NBA, you do that. I don't know. Like, how's it going to work? How, like, my big fear is how are teammates going to feel 
at the college level if you're getting paid all this money from a shoe deal, but we're not. So that it, college level is a little different than the NBA because, of course, yeah. guys are still getting their money. Yeah, the college like, chemistry. Exactly. It's going to kill it. Like, I'd be pissed off. Like, if college level, you're all getting scholarships, but you're getting paid money for your shoes and I get nothing. Like, that that bothered me as a player. I think chemistry-wise, that could be an issue. But I, I think I'd vary locker, locker room to locker room and how coaches react to that, too. Like, what kind of coach you have in front of you, how he handles that. Yeah, I was listening to an interview with uh, Jay Wright and – um, one of his players, they were talking about it, and he's like, what happens when a senior comes in, or when a senior's there, and he's averaging, say, 15 or 14 points a game, but he's just not either built or just not good enough to go pro yet, and then they get some superstar freshman on Villanova is a perfect example, because they always have seniors, and they're a big enough school, for football, or for basketball at least, to get a superstar, and what if that guy just he hasn't done anything yet, hasn't proven himself, but he's getting a shoe deal. And your seniors who were playing, who have played three years and averaging 14 points and however many rebounds, they're not getting anything. Yeah, I, yeah, I get that completely. The example that's coming to my head is just kind of North Carolina with, uh, I think it was Tyler May, mm. the power forward. Luke May. Luke May. Luke May. He was a great college player. He just, isn't built for the NBA, so he'd never get that deal either. And then this year they have Cole Anthony, and he's going to be a top 10 pick probably. Kobe White last so. year. That reminds me of Perry Ellis at, at Kansas. Been there. This is his ninth year. He's still there. Playing <laughs> he's still there, yeah. He's still there somehow, but he doesn't get any shoe deals. So, like, I agree. That's a good point, Cam. The guys that can play a lot four years but aren't good enough to go to the NBA. Who that? Like, maybe New Balance might give – May a shoe deal? Like dad shoes maybe rock out, but like, <laughs> he's probably limited. Like that money. At that. Maybe yeah, the Air Monarchs. Yeah. He's probably thirty by now, so he's it's prime Air Monarch time. <laughs> hey, whoa, 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 whoa! I'm 27. I'm coming up on that. So watch it. All right. Thank you for the call and the voicemail. Um, if anyone wants to leave a voicemail, we'll be happy to answer them. We love them. Yep. So we're gonna move on to recap the New Year's Six games. Um. If you're a box score guy, shout out to our friend Ryan Starr. Um, you love the first half of the LSU game. Um, Joe Burrow throwing for 400 yards and seven touchdowns and a half is absolutely incredible. Um, did you guys watch the game? Did you watch beyond the first 20 minutes of the game? Uh, I was on a plane. Um, had free Wi-Fi, so I throw it on. And it, it was just dumbfounded me. I couldn't believe what I was watching. Uh, I actually took Oklahoma in the points, uh, so that was one I was way wrong on. Um, and I kept just switching it back on. Just I loved watching Joe Burrow. It just he just accurate as can be. Uh, just a beat down, just a complete beat down. I don't know how people are going to stop this offense. Yeah, I watched the game too, and Joe Burrow was impressive. I also sadly had Oklahoma in the points. I thought Jalen Hurts would be able to put up some numbers, like Tua did against them early in the season with Alabama, but uh, Hurts was not Mac able Jones. to do that. Yeah, Mac Jones, like all these guys that could have put up points, but I, I'm not a believer in Jalen Hurts at the NFL level, but uh, he didn't impress me. I think the guy that made himself a lot of money. Justin Jefferson, oh my God, what a monster. You could put four guys on him and he'd still score. Like, that guy, he earned a lot of money four on that game. in the first half. Yeah, like, he didn't need to play the second half. He had better numbers than anybody. Like, I don't, what, what did Lamb finish with? Like, he made Lamb look bad, and Lamb's a much better player overall. But that Lamb was great. Lamb had that one insane catch. He had, yeah, the one where he tracked it, 
He was running. He looked at the corner to see where it was and still was able to track the ball deep. That was incredible. Yeah, he's a beast. But overall, you saw a talent in that game on both sides of the ball. Well, Joe Burrow, um, I, I don't know how he's going to be at the next level, but he has dominated college football um, this year, at least. Um, yeah. You know what was big for uh, LSU, though? was They were up by so many points that Clyde Edwards, Larry, who was banged up going in the game, didn't have to play at all. Got a rest for the national championship. So I think that's a huge bonus for LSU to jump out to that huge league and and just rest them. Especially with the soft tissue injury. Wasn't it a hamstring that he had? Yeah, it was a hamstring, and he just didn't have to. He played, like, I want to say one, one and a half series, and then they're like, it's over. We don't need him. So that's big for them. Oh, yeah, that's huge. Next, we're sadly going to have to move to the night semifinal game. Between my Ohio State Buckeyes and the Clemson Tigers, Clemson ended up winning the game, sadly. Um, I'm not going to go into a soapbox. I'm not going to come out here and blame the referees or anything. There's a whole bunch of other plays that uh, could have gone Ohio State's way that they just didn't didn't make a couple drops, missed tackles, uh, giving up big plays. It was... It was more than the refs, but still, that was a rip-your-heart-out game as an Ohio State fan. Um, I thought they were the better team that night, but when you give up over 100 rushing yards to Trevor Lawrence with how good he is, how are you going to beat him? How are you going to beat that team if you're going to let Trevor Lawrence run on you? Okay, I, got, I am not an Ohio State fan whatsoever, but um, Ohio State got hosed. We can be honest about that. They got hosed. We can't blame it on yep. just two plays, but the, that the Trevor Lawrence ducking play that kicked out what Wade? Yeah, Sean Wade. The, Sean Wade, uh, he's cornerback, probably going to go to the first pros. round pick. The, yeah, probably their second. If you take their, their second best back seven guy. Yeah, he's a beast. He's a beast, and he the the thing that is crazy is Trevor Lawrence ducked. Like, he ducked into it, and Sean Wade just ran right into him, and I think that just changed the whole momentum of the game. Ohio State was rolling. Their inability to score in the red zone we got down there, though, really hurt them early. Oh, yeah, that they was frustrating. They were driving, driving over and over, getting in the red zone and settling for field goals and settling for field goals, and I think that's what kept Clemson in the game to that point right before uh, halftime, and then, of course, that hit really, really – uh, changed the tide and gave Clemson the ball. That happened on a third down play, correct? Yeah, yeah they're about it to punt. Been about third and twenty-five. Mm-hmm. Yep, and then somehow they got a first down of that, and a that plays later touchdown. Touchdown, and I think that gave all the momentum to Clemson. And there are second half times where Ohio State could have knocked them out, put the put them out of the game, but they weren't able to do so. And then that no oh, four steps catch. That was that was. Weird. Was wild to me. Yeah, I, I mean, feel like on, was on the field was a catch, fumble. I don't know how you reverse that in you any way, shape, or form. Like, there's nothing in my mind that makes me think that wasn't a catch. And I don't like Ohio State at all, being an IU fan, and um, I can't get by that. That I think that's reasonable to say that like that really cost Ohio State the game. But um, yeah, touchdown swing right there, and then they drive down the field. Huge. Uh, yeah, it was. I threw my phone. I got in trouble. My mom got mad at me. Uh, how, said, how old are you, Cole? 23. I threw my phone, right. and the uh, cards that I keep in the back of my phone wallet flew everywhere. It was not great. 
Uh, but Buckeyes are reloading on off. Well, hopefully you get a reload on defense. They're hey, 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 hey. No, we're not, we're not going into the Ohio State offseason. Yeah, yeah, we no. don't need to that now. They lost Clemson. Trevor Lawrence played well. Ohio State had a chance at the end of the game. They were yeah. driving, and then some miscommunication happened. Um, they yeah. also could have stopped Clemson on uh, that yeah, drive. He could have I mean, just they, not they let Clemson. And oh, talk about a game-changing, the roughing the punter. Yeah, I didn't actually see that play. You texted me about it. Um, so should have happened then, right? Yeah, uh, Clemson was punting. And Ohio State would have got the ball back. I believe this was – Ohio State was still up. And this was when ETN had the long touchdown at the end of the game. Yeah. Um, they rushed to try and get a block. Um, and the first guy, I believe it was Olave, dove and missed. And the second guy was next to him and just ran straight into the punter. But he ran into him hard enough to get it um, a forceful contact and get it the roughing instead of the running into, um, which then they Clemson proceeded to go down. Ohio State would have had the lead, got the ball back, but instead they went down and scored. Um, I think that was the biggest play of the game outside of taking the touchdown off the board. That was that or the two Dobbins drops in the first half in the red zone. Oh, man, that diving one. I thought, I thought for sure it was a catch, but then the replay, it, it bobbled. So it, I was happy bobbled. they took that one. But, but I was like, the goal line. What are goal line catch rules? Because like, what, what is a catch? No one, no one knows anymore. <laughs> yeah, we're moving from NFL. What is a catch? To college, what is a catch? And There's then, no such thing as a catch anymore. It doesn't and then exist. You get down into the reds, or you get down near the goal line, and all rules are off. It's like, well, he crossed the line. Does he have control? I don't know. <laughs> Flip a coin. Yeah, I was talking to my buddy. We were at the bar watching the game. I was talking to Keegan, shout out Keegan, um, about that play. And I thought they were to give him the touchdown because he had control going over the line. Yeah. So I, like, if you're diving for a touchdown, you have the ball in your hand and it crosses the plane, it's a touchdown. But, but I guess then, did he not then he, complete the process? Was it like that one? Yeah, I, I guess. But does that – I don't know. I, I, I'm not a officials esque expert uh, i don't think the experts on tv are that good either seems like they mostly get no one no one knows the sec referees if you happen to follow me on twitter i was tweeting at them a lot uh especially during the red <laughs> did box they bowl. did they no, back to you no <laughs> no <laughs> they, they probably blocked me honestly uh the red box bowl there was a very blatant uh incomplete pass fumble play that they got wrong and they just refused to review it uh, would have given Illinois a chance to go down and make it closer. But, you know, SEC refs, they've been bad all year. Um, going back to the Alabama-Tennessee game where they absolutely hosed Tennessee, would have given them a chance. All right, so we're going to move on from that so we're not here all night. To your game, Cam, Penn State and Memphis, what do you got? What are your thoughts? Penn State ran the ball down Memphis's throat. Uh, you're right about Journey Brown. Um, but they could have put any running back back there, and they would have ran down their throat. Uh, Noah Kane came in. He rushed for 98 yards. So he was about there at 100. Micah Parsons, though, I said this last podcast, he is a freak. He had 15 tackles, two sacks, forced a fumble. He He's back next year, and he might be the best player, defensive player in the nation next year. I think he could be um, next year's Isaiah good. Simmons. He uh, – He's just a freak of nature. He's 6'3", 250, 
runs about four 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 five speed. Um, I'm excited for next year for Penn State. Yeah, we're close on a good win. Penn State's next year. Yeah, but we yeah. closed on a win. I saw us going. I was going to go to that. We closed on a win. Uh, yeah, I just I really enjoyed the game. I think they tried to force it too much, but they didn't have an offensive coordinator, so I thought they played really well and put up a lot of points. Yeah, bounce off that. The tight end coach was calling plays in the game, and I think he wanted to get uh, the tight ends involved in the pass game involved a little too much. The first half, they kept throwing the ball oh, yeah. with uh, Clifford, who I am not a big fan of. They kept throwing it, throwing it, throwing it, when literally every run was going over five yards. Watching right. the game, every single run they had was over five yards per carry, and they still decided to keep throwing the ball on first down, throwing the ball on second down. And I didn't understand it at all because they had so much success running the ball early. Yeah. And they wanted to keep going away from it. So that was interesting to me. But once they finally just committed to the run, like they should have the whole time, they just dominated Memphis. They couldn't handle them up front. Yeah. Um, it was a great, great game for a while. It was close, back and forth. And then once they established the run game and stuck with it, Penn State just ran away with it. Um, I think that their interior line controlled the game with Memphis's front. Um, like you guys said, Micah Parsons, that's another thing we can get into the NFL draft. Would he come back next year if he was able to leave? He'd be a top 10 pick right now, mm -hmm. guaranteed. But um, that's just another time for that. But a uh, great win by Penn State. Uh, end the year on a W. Uh, not all teams can say that. So it's a good win for the Nittany Lions. And Franklin coming back, that should have another strong recruiting class. So good win overall. Good game. Yeah, I love Michael Parsons. I think what you saw Isaiah Simmons do this year at being able to play everywhere from literally corner to defensive end to safety, I think Michael Parsons has that potential, especially if uh, they're lining up tight ends out. Because Penn State likes man-to-man. -man. They like to get up in your business, play man-to-man. -man. Uh, they can line up Parsons out wide if they need to. He's fast enough, and he's big enough. And for those of you who don't know, that's, that's Clemson's linebacker. Oh, yeah. Cole's talking about. Yep. He's a beast. Probably top 10 pick. Had an interception from the safety position in the game uh, last Saturday. I think we summed that game up. Run, run, run. And yep. They should have ran, ran right. a little more. Next, to my favorite game of the year, the Rose Bowl. Uh, it, it looked like a Big Ten game, honestly. Wisconsin and Oregon. Um... Did any of you watch it? Did you get to catch it? I know you were traveling home. Yeah, yeah I saw yeah, a little I bit gotta, of it. Go ahead, Cam. I see a little bit. I got to see a little bit of it. Um, I thought it was a great game. Uh, it did feel like a Big Ten game. Uh, thought it was crazy to see Oregon get the ball first and just drive it down Wisconsin's throat. And then with Herbert running it in. Uh, Wisconsin answers the kickoff return. And then Oregon just could not move the ball. Wisconsin defense finally started showing up. Um, and then the big punt happened. The punter just dropped the ball. Oregon <laughs> took it to the house. And that really just changed the game because Oregon just was not having any momentum on offense. Um, so that, that gave him a spark. Um, number six on Wisconsin, uh, the wide receiver. I'm trying oh, to remember his I don't name. Have his name. Uh, but he had a couple. Costly plays at the end of the game. Uh, big fumble. I don't know why you're not Jonathan Taylor. He had over $2,000 just the year. Um, but he fumbled, and then they called offensive pass interference. Very questionable call. And then on one route, he slipped on third down. He just had a rough 
last five minutes of the game. But as Cole said, Rose Bowl is just incredible. It's always incredible to watch. It's always one of my favorite games to tune into. Um, just overall, great game. Yeah, fantastic game. And Herbert looked like a different player out there using his legs. I still don't know if I buy into him as an NFL quarterback, but he showed that he has the mobility to get by some potential NFL defenders. But the fact that um, Oregon won with 204 yards of total offense is incredible. <laughs> that team's supposed to be able to put up some numbers statistically and still were able to come away with a win. And didn't their defense hold Jonathan Taylor under 100 yards? Yeah. Rushing? Yeah, I guess that's yeah, insane. So that was a whole team effort out of this Pac-12 team, which you don't see that out of the, the offense carries you. But um, that was a, a good win, a fantastic game. Kind of hurts as a Big Ten fan. was hoping uh, the Big Ten could take the Rose Bowl this year. Uh, might show that Penn State should have been in it. I won't be the one to say that out loud. but I, I will um, be. I will be the one that <laughs> said that out loud. They should have been in it. Um, yep. But New Year's Six Bowl for Penn State, so I'm, just, I'm still happy with it. And they ended on a dub. Other Big Ten teams can't say that. Big Ten, 4-4 four four right <laughs> <Ohio> now. Ohio State. IU's going to close it out with I, a winning record. Yep. It's up to IU. Uh, how about Justin Herbert, three rushing touchdowns? Did anybody see that coming? What, what, if you would have put that into FanDuel, put five bucks on him getting three rushing touchdowns, you'd be uh, touchdowns. I wonder what that was. His, I saw someone Ooh. had a ticket for his first, like him scoring the first touchdown, which means like him running it because otherwise it would right. be the receiver. Right. Um, and it was – the odds were like plus 1,200 or something like that. So then that was his first so touchdown. So him touchdowns. having three, so you the two plus, like that's got to be and insanely 1,500 high or 2,000. Oh, I'd take the over that. Oh, I think yeah. it'd be higher. I think it'd be higher. Three higher. rushing touchdowns out of Justin Herbert? No way. You don't know. That's not happening. So the fact that he did that was so impressive. I think he had the winning mentality this game. I don't really believe in him. I wouldn't want him to be my franchise quarterback. Um, but – Hey, ending your college career on a dub like that is a, a good way to go out. All right, uh, let me just jump in real fast and ask you a question, both of you. Jalen Hurts or uh, Justin Herbert? Herbert. No, we're not doing Herbert. NFL, but Herbert. All right. We will be doing an NFL draft podcast in the next couple of weeks, so stay tuned for that. We'll get closer to the draft and do that. Yep. Um, keep an eye out, look for that. And we'll, we will be talking about uh, NFL games on our next podcast. I think that'll come real soon, too. So stay listening for that. Uh, we're going to finish the rest of the college games here now. Yep, so this will either come out right after the NFL one or right before, depending on how quickly I can get these edited. Um, yeah, so hopefully these will come out pretty much the same time uh, so you can pick your poison. Next, we're going to move to the Sugar Bowl, which happened last night. Uh, George and Baylor, defensive battle. Um, our prayers are out to Charlie, Charlie Brewer. Hopefully he has a good recovery. Um, took a big hit, uh, got another concussion, it appeared. Um, hopefully he's going to get better. But did either of you catch this game at all? Uh, not really. I was on a plane. I didn't get to catch much of this one. Um, so this one's going to be you two. Yeah, I saw a little bit of it. Uh, Georgia was just a better team overall. Their defense was incredible. And I think they were a little bitter about not having a better season. Kirby Smart admitted that he was disappointed in where the team was at this year. And I think they came out a little motivated. And that's what you want to see in a bowl game that really doesn't matter all that much in the grand scheme of things. But I think that proves how great of a coach Kirby Smart can be. I know there's a lot of doubters in Kirby, but the fact that he keeps bringing in 
big-time recruits year in, year out, I think they'll be able to get to where they want to be. And I think them playing hard in this game, which literally, what does it like? What does it do for you? No one's going to remember five years from now the Sugar Bowl where Georgia beat Baylor. Like that's that's. I think I think Baylor might. Thing. I think I Baylor think, fans uh, might. Baylor fans might, but I mean, if IU wins or loses tonight and five years from now are still playing football, I don't think we're going to be bringing up. Oh, remember the time IU won in the. Um, no classic rose tax, potential bowl tax, tax slayer, slayer. Uh, well, Gator, or whatever it is. If, if they don't, whatever if they don't go to one, we might remember it. Yeah, so. that's true. I think it all depends. I just don't think that. I don't know. Baylor didn't look motivated. They didn't score any points in the first half, and this is a high-powered offense. And I think the Matt Rule rumors really could have played a damper on that too, because all the NFL teams that are firing their coaches want to talk to Matt Rule, and he finally announced that, "Hey, I don't want to go anywhere." So unless that's somebody in the NFL. Gives him a ton of money. I bet he'll stay at Baylor, and that could help him. But I think there's a lot of factors that made him start the game slow, and they just didn't look as focused as Georgia was in the first half, at least. Yeah, did you listen to any uh, talk radio today? What were they saying down in Georgia? Um, I did not happen to listen to any, uh, so I don't know. I think, like I said earlier, that like Kirby, he said there is a disease at Georgia after the hype that they had against the Sugar Bowl victory. So he's warning fans not to believe into the hype. They need to prove more going into the next year and that this is a, a win in the Sugar Bowl, and that's about it. Yeah, they, don't wanna, they don't want to pull a Sam Ellinger so, in Texas. Yeah, exactly. I think they're not going to announce anything just yet, but I think they are heading in the right direction. That's a talented football team. And especially if Jake Fromm comes back, his, his hype has cooled off a little bit at the NFL level, and he's not a guaranteed first-round pick right now. So he still has another year of eligibility. And I think for his sake, I think that team's good enough to win a national title next year. So we'll see the choices he decides to make, especially with two guaranteed first five picks next year and Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence coming back. So it'll be interesting to see what he does. I'm excited to see that. Yeah. Uh, Fromm, well, they did all of it. Swift only played like eight plays. I think he might have had a carry or two. They were missing both offensive tackles. One of them's going to be a top five pick, most likely. Andrew Thomas. Yeah, and then uh, I didn't know this, but uh, they were talking about in the broadcast. Apparently, like half their defense decided not to play last night, and they still shut Baylor down. Um, wow. So if they had their full team, who knows what could have happened? Uh, you would have won your over bet, probably. Yeah, I have. 40 out of 41 points is pretty sad. Uh, <laughs> but, pretty but, sad. <laughs> at least it wasn't 40 and a half, so that's good. Yeah, that would have been worse. Oh, but, yeah. yeah, well, I'm excited to see Georgia next year, I think, though. If Fromm comes back, they'll be – I project them to probably be third in the preseason ranking, second or third. Yeah, I was going to ask you, who you got your top four starting next year? I know we haven't talked about the national title game yet, but if you had to say right uh, now – top four going into the next year and no you don't need to say one through four just give me your top four it's gonna be clemson trevor lawrence yeah what else do you have to say um it's gonna be i have ohio state because a lot of the offense is coming back um and i have uh georgia if Fromm comes back is pretty much three guaranteed in the top uh four number four um I could see it being Alabama just because they're Alabama. Um, they got the number one recruit in the country coming in at quarterback. Him and Mac Jones are going to be battling. I think Penn State is going to be really solid next year. I don't know if they're going to get the preseason hype that they might deserve. Um, Wait, what about what about Texas? Oh, they just beat Utah. Yeah, Utah. Oh. 
You, Texas uh, has to be up So there, Texas man. is back. They're going to be number four <laughs> after that blowout win against Utah. Uh, uh, Oklahoma has to be up there. They always are. Oklahoma being the big top well, five. Uh, I just saw Kenneth Murray uh, declared for the draft. Uh, so I, I would say if I had to put money on it, I would say Clemson, Ohio State, Georgia, and probably Oklahoma. Ooh, okay. I'm going different from and you then. then. I don't Bama have Oklahoma at four. I got Bama at four. I think um, the big question mark here is where does LSU go? I know you're yeah. Joe Burrow, but how talented will that team continue to be? You think uh, Ed Orgeron's creating a pretty dominant program? I think this is a one-year hit from the last couple of years because they haven't been great the last couple of years. Does so it, what do you think about that? I believe Jamar Chase is only a sophomore, so he has to come back. Yep, Jefferson's going to leave. Burrow's yep. obviously gone. Um, Edwards Alaire, I think he's a junior. I'm not 100% sure on that. I wouldn't think he'd leave with the running backs that are coming out this year. Um, and his coming out party really happened late in the season rather than all year long. Uh, I could see them. They'll definitely be a top 10 team to start out next year. Um, we'll wait to see whether it's a top 10 team like Texas this year that drops off or a team that actually deserves to be in the top 10. In my and opinion. I think this is a perfect segue. Oh, go ahead, Cam. I was thinking uh, Oregon's going to be up there too. Um, I think they have a pretty young defense. Thibodeau was a yeah, freshman Oregon. this year, and he had a – he doubled digit sacks, and then Verdell, the running back, was a true freshman. And yeah. He was up there in yards as well. So I think Oregon, um, depending on who their quarterback's going to be, can also be right up there, top ten. They got back where, where I was going here. Okay, go ahead, Cole. Oh, I was just going to say they got the two top inside linebacker recruits in the country coming in for that defense. Um, mm. And then I know they recruited Southern California really well. There's all that's always a recruiting hotbed. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, what I would say, perfect setup for our next one. Florida, I think with getting Kyle Trask mm. back next year, that's a potential top five, top ten team. They uh, looked good to finish the year, getting a dub, and I think we'll, Cole will want to talk more about this game. I know he watched a lot of it, probably all of it. Um, but, yeah, I think Florida's a potential top ten team next year. and Top five team I'd go with. Um, I believe in Florida more next year than I do Oklahoma personally, but uh, – Based on the conference they play in, it's going to be a little different. I think Oklahoma gets a little bit of a, a cakewalk schedule. But I think Kyle Trask and the Florida Gators are probably going to be a better team next year. Yeah, I like – I love Dan Mullen. That dude just seems like a great guy. Um, my, I've heard rumblings uh, mm-hmm. about the redshirt freshman Emory Jones giving Trask a run for his money at quarterback. Um, guy came out highly taught to recruit. Dual – um, more known for his running than Trask. Um, we've seen what Trask can do. He's athletic enough, uh, sneaky athletic, as announcers would say. Um, but I'm interested to see which quarterback ends up starting next year because Trask, he's started the games this year. They've brought in Emory Jones at time times. Um, it doesn't matter. Dan Mullen is a quarterback guru. He's got to get whatever quarterback. Um, is playing set up, and I yeah I agree. Florida's going to be high. Yeah, I think, I think it's a uh, go ahead, Zach. Sorry, he threw for three hundred yards. Virginia's not a great great uh, defense, but I think he ended on the right note. He got a mm-hmm. win, three hundred five yards passing, a touchdown. Only took one sack. Had one hundred thirty quarterback rating. I don't. I think I think he'll, they'll be the guy entering. But if he struggles early, then you could see Emory Jones. But I think they'll give Trask his time. He I think he earned it this year. So uh, that's my my uh, opinion on that. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Their only two losses were to Georgia and LSU. Um, <laughs> hard to gonna be take a, it's going to be hard to take a job away from only losing to those two teams. Um, what I was surprised about in this game, though, was how close it really was. Um, I thought Bryce Perkins played well. He's usually more known as a running quarterback. Florida held style against the run game, but he threw for 323 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, that is just mind-blowing to me from Bryce Perkins, um, who just ran all over Virginia Tech um, and they uh, to go to the ACC championship. So I was impressed with Bryce Perkins and Virginia. Um, I got that game wrong. Um, but, yeah, I think Florida is going to be a force next year, too. So. I think going with the Perkins thing, like if we saw him running for four touchdowns, that'd be normal. Him throwing for four touchdowns is insane. Like no oh, one yeah. saw that coming. Like it's like Herbert and uh, and Perkins switched spots yeah. for this game. Yeah, so like, that. like that's that's not that's not like him at all. So that's an impressive game for him and uh, wait, good for him to end his college career. Right, he's a senior, I believe. He is his a college senior. career. Yep. Yeah, yeah. end his college career like that. So good for him. Seems like a good kid too. Yeah. So that makes it a lot lot better. Bunch of crazy things happening. Kentucky won on a. Touchdown pass. <laughs> and the quarterback shouldn't have been allowed to play. He punched the guy in the face before the game. We're, oh, it, oh, it's been exciting bowl, exciting bowl season for sure. It's oh. been a blast so far. And uh, I've enjoyed it. I was back home in Indiana, able to gamble on some of them legally. So that was that was nice to do, being able to have a FanDuel live. Georgia's not I – don't, I don't gamble in Georgia. Um, so I have to make sure you're back in Indiana for that one. It'll it'll come to Georgia. I'm assuming Atlanta would blow up with gambling. They need they need to do it. I don't understand why more states don't. They make so much money on it, and idiots like us who uh, usually don't win like we are would uh, give them our money. So good for a gambling podcast. Listen to the idiots that don't win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, but our numbers speak for themselves right now. We're all over percent. Yeah. So if you listen to us, you're making money. So keep listening to us, and hopefully. Uh, I also don't think we're just a gambling podcast. It's a sports podcast. So don't yep. listen to Cam over there. I like all sports, and it doesn't need to be about just gambling. Oh, yeah. So uh, we're going to take a transition to previewing games now. Uh, tonight, as we're recording, January 2nd, um, the IU versus Indiana University, IU versus Tennessee game, game comes on in about 40 minutes. Um Currently, the line is Tennessee's favored by three and a half points. We'll throw it over to the IU guy first. What do you got? Oh, yeah. Let's go. IU got the hat, got the shirt. Um, I'm, I'm rolling with my Hoosiers in this one. Um, I think this is a big game for them. IU hasn't won a bowl game since 1991. That's a long time. They're the last Power 5 team to win a bowl game, and I think that breaks tonight. History's going to be made. They're going to get this win. They also haven't had a nine-win season since 1967. <laughs> so I don't, think it, I don't think any of us were born for that. That was so when my dad was born. Yeah, that shows you how long ago <laughs> it was. So this Gator Bowl is going to be exciting for uh, IU football fans and uh, – especially Tom Allen. I think he has the program heading in the right direction. Um, he's been able to recruit. Um, he's getting the recruits that they, they haven't been able to get, and there's guys with some talent. So I think this will be a, a good game. IU ranks 31st in total offense and 14th in passing offense. I think if Michael Penix was playing, IU would easily win this game. 
I think I would definitely take them in the money line. But right now we're getting three and a half points. I take IU still and the points though to be safe. Um, give me the Hoosiers to take down these Tennessee Volunteers who had a, a rough start to the season. They finished on a good note, but uh, I just think IU is the more motivated team. I think they'll come out ready to play, and I think they're ready to get this monkey off their back in bowl games. And uh, I think Tom Allen will definitely have his boys motivated. I think that's something that he's good at. He's more of a rah-rah guy than an X's and O's guy. That's the vibe I get out of him. But I think uh, IU's going to pull up the upset 27-24, and uh, it'll be one you're going to want to watch. I think we all for sure are going to watch it here. And uh, go Hoosiers. Yeah. Uh, Quick caveat. Uh, If you bet on Cincinnati right now, Congratulations on your win, barring a minor miracle. They're up twenty-four to nothing in the third. Thank quarter. you, thank you. He's talking about Zach over here, who said Cincinnati guaranteed lock of the day would dominate this game yep. once yep. The, the weather changed. And that was uh, after he switched his pick back to Cincinnati yeah, from Boston uh, College. <laughs> that's fake news. Definitely never switch my pick. Cincinnati all the way. Uh, got it right. Can't, can't, don't be wrong. Don't be mad. I'm get them all right. You know, you get them wrong. Uh, well, I'm gonna go back to the IU game and get my pick on that. Uh, but yeah, great pick, Zach. Great pick. Good luck on Cincinnati. Where to lock that in? I followed you on it. I guess. It's a money. Um, it's good. But uh, I like IU tonight as well. Tennessee did start off the year poorly, but and have won the last five straight. But I did, just as Zach said, um, they are gonna come in hungry. They're gonna come in wanting that bowl win, and. I, I really like Peyton Ramsey. I think he is a very good quarterback. Um, I think he could start anywhere else. Um, it was unfortunate for him that panics not anywhere else. Um, but at a lot of different colleges, though, I think he is a viable starter. Um, I do think that Tennessee is going to put up a good battle. Um, Wap Fillier is probably going to get going. Uh I'm excited for IU to finally win a bowl game. I'm going to take IU money line tonight. Um, I have a question for you, Cam. Next year, if you could have Kyle Clifford. Sean Sean Clifford. Sean Clifford, Clifford, my bad. The Cincinnati boys. Sean Clifford or Peyton Ramsey. Who are you taking? Sean Clifford. Okay. I think he has a better deep ball. Um, And he's a – Sean Clifford's a – Low-key, really good scrambler, too, when they do some design runs. Um, but I do think Ramsey's good. I do think he's a viable starter, as I said. Um, he could have made a few teams that didn't have great years better, for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll send it over to Cole to make his Tennessee pick now. Go ahead, Cole. Yeah, I got Tennessee. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I, I got it. There's been money coming in on Tennessee today. I got it at about noon, uh, so six and a half hours ago. I got it at two and a half. It's at up to three and a half. Uh, I would bet IU plus three and a half, but since I got it two and a half, I'm rolling with Tennessee. I also have the over. Um, I'm not going to give a score prediction because that's got me in some trouble on a few picks uh, this bull season already um, by trying to think my way around it instead of just picking it. But, yeah, I'm going um, – with three and a half, I'll take IU. Um, but if it's lower than that, under a field goal, give me Tennessee. So, I what's think, your score prediction for, I think, for this no, game? I think, <laughs> well, if you want it, then I'll give you Tennessee wins oh, by a field goal. I don't know what the score. Uh, what's the score though? <laughs> higher than fi- the combined, higher than fifty-four and a half. 
Use that big brain of yours, Ohio State. Pick a score. Uh, 54 and a half. So what? I can, I'll, give you, I'll give you 38-35. All right. That's way over. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I don't, I don't think there's going to be one. If you want to hammer the overs, let's go. Yeah, if you're listening to Cole, you got to put the over. Put, I don't, listen to Cole there. He's done a, a good job so far there. So. I don't think there's going to be a lot of defense played tonight. Uh, I, IU doesn't really tackle very well. Tennessee's very athletic. Uh, You're telling me the third Bosa is not going to come out <laughs> dominating this game? And uh, IU's got a better slot receiver than KJ Hamler. Oh, uh, get out of here. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Grow up. Wow, wow, wow. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so. All right. We got some, we're we gonna, got some picks to make now, baby. Yep, we're just going to quick fire through these. Uh, the rest of the bowl games leading up to the national championship, then we'll preview that, and then you'll be on your way. So, quick fire. We got Ohio minus eight versus Nevada. Do you want the over uh, and under? Uh, 59? Yeah, 59. I'm going to go Ohio. Um, I don't know a ton about it. Uh, both teams aren't very good, but I have watched Ohio some with some action this year. Um and if I had to go with an over-under, I'd go over just because Maxion games always feel like they're going over no matter what. Even if they're losing, it feels like they're giving up that many points. So give me Ohio minus eight and the over. Yeah, um, I also like Ohio to win, but I'm going to take Nevada and the points. I think uh, we're getting eight points. I think Ohio wins by a tutty. I think their quarterback, Nathan Rourke, he's a senior. He's going to want to end on good terms. Um, he's been a good player this year. 61% completion rate, 20 touchdowns, five picks. I think he will be able to put up some numbers against Nevada. And Nevada's also had a redshirt freshman as quarterback, Carson Strong. He's been been playing pretty well lately, though. So I know they had a horrible loss early in season where they lost by over 70 points um, to Oregon. But um, give me uh, Ohio to win. Nevada to cover, and the over in this game. I think a lot of points will be scored. Neither team has a great defense. Um, I think it'll be an exciting game, though. I think they're pretty even teams, pretty balanced. So I think it'll come down to a touchdown, and maybe less even. So give me Nevada to cover, but I still think Ohio will pull it out and get that win. Yeah, give me the action. Give me Ohio, minus eight. I honestly forgot that Nevada had a Division One football team since Colin Kaepernick. Um, but, hey, they're here. Uh, give me Ohio, give me the over. Uh, it's bowl season. They're going to score a lot of points. Uh, next, we got Southern Miss versus Tulane. Tulane's a seven-point favorite, 56.5. Uh, I will take Tulane. Um, I watched them a little bit this year. Um, minus seven, I think. I think worst case scenario they're going to push. I don't think Southern Miss is going to beat them. Um, I believe Tulane played Army this year. Army wasn't the best this year, but usually a solid team to go against. And Tulane, uh, Tulane only lost the Navy by three. Um, Navy's a good team. Uh, they, uh, that was a crazy bowl game as well. We didn't get into it, but fourth and three halfback pitch for the win essentially. Won me some money, so that was nice. But, yeah, I'll take Tulane. Is Tulane the team that did the kick recovery or whatever against Houston, or was that Tulsa? That was Tulsa, Cole. Uh Jerk. 
Yeah, um, I think this will be an interesting game. I also think it will be a good game. I really do. They're contrasting styles here. Southern Miss stops the run really, really well. What does Tulane do well? They pass the ball. Tulane stops the pass really, really well. What does Southern Miss do? They run the ball. So I think it'll be a really interesting game overall to see how these teams uh, match up head-to-head and who can make the adjustments prior to the game. Um, I what's the what, what line do you have that right now currently, Cole? Seven. Tulane minus, minus seven. I think it's going to be a good game again. I think Southern Miss is going to be able to be able to put that. So I'm going to take Southern Miss plus seven. I'm not going to make a win prediction on this. I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a close game. So give me Southern Miss plus seven. And then the over-under, what line you got that at, Mr. Cole? 56 and a half. 56 and a half. I'm going to take the under 56 and a half. I'm going to be a, a little contrarian here and take the under. I think it's a, a little bit close game. 24-20 seems like a reasonable game score for me. But uh, give me Southern Miss and the points. Yeah, this is another game that I don't. That I haven't really watched a lot of either team this year. Uh, I know Tulane, in my opinion, has a top five mascot, the Big Green Wave. Uh, <laughs> it's awesome. They got it on the side of their helmet now. I love it. Um, this is an old rivalry. They met every year from 1979 to 2006. Um, that's a long time. They would just play in a row. Southern Miss is uh, dominating the series. Uh, I'll take Tulane. I'm going to trust Vegas on this. I'll take Tulane, but I'll go with you, Zach. Let me, uh, give me Tulane to win, Southern Miss to cover. Um and then two teams I don't really know about, I'll take the over. 56 and a half. Let's get some points going. Last game, uh, the last game of the year besides the national championship, Louisiana, or Louisiana Lafayette, whichever you prefer, is a 14-point favorite versus the Miami of Ohio Redhawks. The over-under is 55 and a half. The MAC champion Redhawks um, against oh. Louisiana. I'm going to go... With ULL, though, um, we're looking for 11 wins this year, which uh, is very impressive. Uh, they lost in the Fun Belt Championship to App State. Uh, their quarterback is really good, though. Um, they, had, they almost came back against App State late in the game. Levi Lewis, uh, 24 touchdowns and four interceptions. Uh, I just think they have a better offense and will be able to move the ball against this. Miami defense, uh, and I think they're going to be motivated to get the 11 wins for the first time in their school history. Uh, 14 points is a lot, um, so I'm actually going to I'm going to take Louisiana to win, but Miami to cover 14. And the over under, what is that? Cole and Cam, what are you taking? Uh, 55 and a half. I'm going to roll with the overs. I've done over on the last two. Give me points. Uh, yeah, I'll take the over as well. All right. And then call you make your pick. Yeah, yeah, good. Miami uh, plus 14. All right. I'm going to be a little different here. I think the Raging Cajuns are going to dominate this game. Um, They're the much better team. They are averaging, what, 38.8 points a game. And that is 14th in the entire country. Um, I think they'll be able to put up points. I don't see Miami of Ohio being able to slow them down whatsoever. I think they'll win this game. Uh, pretty dominating fashion, actually. I think I take them to win seventeen plus points, and I think uh, like score thirty five seven range. 
maybe 35-14, which wow. still goes to the goes dominated. Yeah, yeah, I see a dominating win. Um, I think fifty-five. You got fifty-five and a half, Cole, right now. Yep, fifty-five and a half. Uh, that's a good line. Fifty-six is the range I was thinking, but I'm going to take the under. I don't see, see Miami of Ohio scoring, and Louisiana Lafayette likes to run the ball, so I think they'll be able to use that clock once they get up by a lot. So give me them to cover and the under in this game. There we go. All right, moving into the big one, the national championship game. January th- Monday, January 13th, a, year, a week later than usually than it usually is, uh, between the LSU Tigers, the Clemson Tigers, which team ha- is the real Death Valley. It's pretty much a home game for LSU, only about an hour or two from Baton Rouge. Um, you're going to assume both teams get tickets. Yeah, sure. LSU's going to fill up about 70% of that Superdome, I feel like. Um Powerful offense. You got the two best quarterbacks in the country. Uh, maybe the best offense of all time. That's a debate we could do in the offseason. Um, maybe one of the best quarterback seasons of all time. Another debate for another time. Versus Clemson, who's just, they got players everywhere. They got dogs everywhere. Uh, they got the best quarterback prospect. Tiger, tigers everywhere. Yeah, whatever. You know what I meant. Oh, um, <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, what happened in the Boston, Cincinnati game? Boston College just blocked a kick and returned it for a touchdown. We're recording a podcast here, Cole. He, he's trying to jinx the Cincinnati betters. Um, they trying to kick me out of my lock. <laughs> that, ain't, that ain't changing. I've been with them from the start. I'm going to be with them till the end. So been Cincinnati with them from for like an hour, hour and a half. <laughs> Whoa, that's um, wrong. Yeah, so out. Uh, they got tigers everywhere. I guess it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Um, they got probably the best quarterback NFL prospect since Luck, Elway, Manning, pick one. Uh, what, let's, what do you guys got? Just thinking a couple weeks out from now, uh, 11 days away, what do you got? Well, I think you can lock this in. We've got the number one pick in the NFL draft this year, and I guarantee health-wise he will be the number one pick next year. Trevor Lawrence, you can lock that baby in. He will yep. be the number one pick. Yep. He's incredible. I want the Steelers to tank next year for Trevor. Um, I'd be fully okay with that, but the team defense hey, is pretty dangerous. Hey, if the Colts have Brissett so. next year, then they don't have to tank. It's just going to happen. Jeez, oh, and I'd be that'd be devastating. They go from Manning to Luck to Lawrence. I'd be so sad about that. They're going to ruin. <laughs> they're going to they're ruin another quarterback there. Um, yeah, no. Going back to the football here, you have the line at six and a half. Uh, I have it at five and a half currently. Five and a half. The over under is sixty nine and a half. This game can go like so many different ways. I think it's going to be a great game. LSU can they could just roll. They've been dominating everybody with their offense. They've been dominant. Ohio State's offense drove right down Clemson so many times, but they couldn't score in the red zone. But I think LSU will be able to do that. I don't want to pick against Clemson. I, I hate doing it, but I think LSU is going to win this game. I think it'll be close though. So I think LSU is going to win a close game by four points. I think so. I would take Clemson in the points in this one, but I think LSU will be national title winners. Uh, Burrow Magic has been hot lately, actually the entire season, not just lately. He's been incredible, just fun to watch. That offense is dominant. They have weapons on the outside. They got Randy Moss's son running down the line in the seams. He's a pretty dang good tight end. Um, and then the running back we discussed earlier. 
LSU's team is just incredible offensively. Defensively, I think they'll be able to hold their own against Clemson, which is a little less talented offensively. I think Lawrence is incredible. I think he'll end up being a better pro than he was a college quarterback stat-wise, but he's still incredible at the college level. He has a national title. So give me LSU to win this game. I think it's going to be a great battle, and I'm sure everybody's going to tune in and watch it. Besides the angry Ohio State fans, um, they might not tune in. They might boycott it. But I'm, um, I'm tuning in. You don't got to worry about good. that. Good. Proud of you, Cole. I'm proud of you. Um, go ahead, Cam. Give me LSU in the points. Uh, it's gonna be a great game for sure. Um, you're not wrong. The LSU has the chance to just roll them. Um, but I am gonna go with Clemson. Um, I I don't know how they're gonna get stopped. They just are on this massive winning streak. Um, uh, it just feels like they come out on top even when they're not playing well. Uh, I think Lawrence makes plays when he has to. Um, I think it's going to be a great game. Uh, they do have a bunch of playmakers on their offense, too. You got Lawrence, ETN, T. Higgins. Uh, so I think they have the offensive power, firepower to keep up. Um, but as we were talking about Isaiah Simmons, I think if he's able to make a couple key plays on the defensive side of the ball for Clemson, I do think that they might be able to come away with this win. Um, I think Dabo knows how to get his guys ready. Uh, so I, I like Clemson in this game. I, it's hard to pick a Clemson, against Clemson when all they really do is win. Uh, so I'll take Clemson and over under 69 and a half. That's a lot of points, but I, if I had to take one, I'd probably go the over. They both just have a bunch of offensive players that can just score on any given play. Um, but yeah, give me Clemson money on. Yeah. I mean, if I had any self-control, I wouldn't bet this game. Because <laughs> who are you really going to pick? Like, You have maybe the best offense ever. You have Trevor Lawrence, who could become the best quarterback prospect ever. You have Justin Jefferson, um, Jamar Chase, and uh, Edwards Alaire versus... Um, um, Oh, T. Higgins, Justin Ross, and Etienne, um, Lawrence versus Burrow. Like, who are you gonna pick? Um, LSU's defense is a little weak; is definitely weaker than uh, Clemson's, I believe. Um, Did you say their offense is a little weaker? No, their defense. LSU's oh, okay. defense is weaker than offense. Clemson. No, nope. like, get out of here. Nope. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I agree. <laughs> LSU's defense is weaker. Uh, does it? mean that Clemson's going to be able to score enough to keep up. I don't know. LSU's offense just comes at you in waves, and eventually the, your defense just gets worn down. That's what happened to Florida. That's what happened to Auburn. Um, so with that, I will be rooting for LSU. So might as well bet on Give me LSU and the points. Um, I bet they win by a touchdown. Probably... Kind of like Deshaun Watson a few years ago. Maybe a tied game. Burrow's got to lead him down the field to win the game. Uh, could be an overtime. Could be a regulation. But they win by six or seven uh, LSU. And if it gets to overtime, this thing's definitely going over. Um, LSU, they want to win high points. Clemson wants to win. they got to keep it low. All right, question for both y'all. I think it's a great question. Final drive. Would you rather have... Trevor Lawrence or Joe Burrow? 
That's a great uh, question. Great, great question. question. You can go. Lawrence, just because he's done it before. Yep. I've seen him. I've it. seen him win a national championship. Um, granted, the national championship wasn't very hard, but that's a lot because of how good he is. I would also I would also go Trevor Lawrence um, for the exact same reason. Uh, been there, done that. Uh, even last game against Ohio State, not a lot of time. Took him three plays. Just go down that amazing Ohio State defense this year. Uh, so yeah, I'd go Lawrence, but I mean, you're not really picking a wrong one. I don't think. Well, in my head, I thought it was a much better question because I am also going Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> I mean, you um, can, we can make an argument for Burrow if we want. Yeah, we could, like, absolutely. Yeah. I think um, we all like the fact that Lawrence has done it before, and Burrow was a backup a few years ago, and Lawrence has been great since the day he walked on campus. So I think I like Lawrence in that aspect of it, and I would trust him more because he's won a national title, like you said, Cole. So him getting that dub is uh, – impressive in its own right and uh burrow might be that guy he might get it done this year so we'll see all right does anybody have any last minute things before we head out good luck on your bets everyone uh i hope you guys make some money i hope you've been listening to us somewhat that you're making money and picking the right ones and not the ones that we missed on um appreciate the listens we'd love some questions also uh Send it over to Zach for any last-minute things. Yeah, thank you for all those who listened. We got more listeners than we thought we would have had, and we hope we continue to grow. Um, This has been a crazy bowl season. It's been really fun. Um, This podcast has been really fun. We're glad that New Year's is uh, 2020 is here, that we can get uh, more regularly podcasts. We'll be talking about all sports all throughout the year, sprinkling a little bit of NHL here and there. But um, bowl season has been pretty dang fun, and I hope you guys have enjoyed it, have rode our tails a little bit. We're all over 50%. Um, that means you're making money um, most of the time, depending on how much you're, you're betting. Uh, 56% or higher, you can be a professional gambler, as Colin Coward says. So we're right near that, and hopefully we can finish there. And um, hopefully you guys listen again and like our podcast. We take recommendations, too. Anything you want us to improve on or talk to, we'd love to hear it. Send questions our way. Um, and we'll continue to make improvements. Thank you guys for a quick 2019 on our one podcast, and we hope 2020 will be much, much better. Yeah. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at former ball boys on both, I believe. Um, I will, or we, one of us will tweet out the link to leave voicemails. Please leave voicemails. We'll definitely answer them um, if it's good. Uh, and not just some gibberish. So uh, <laughs> leave a quality voicemail. We'll, we'd love to have uh, some interaction between us and you. Um, yeah, I think with good voicemails too, we can make a whole episode on it. We have some good voicemails, and we always are welcome to have special guests. So if you have any good questions, want to give some input on it, we'd love to have you. So Oh, yeah. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, as we get better through our podcast, thank you for listening to episode two. <laughs>